What's going on, ladies and gents? Robert Sykes, KetoSavage.com, and today I've got special guest PJ Black on the line. He is a professional wrestler, and I found out about him because he was eating a bunch of the keto bricks and posting about it on Instagram. So I, you know, looked him up on on Instagram, checked out his profile. He's got all these like crazy wrestling pictures of him, like coming in with some heavy rock music. But then the next picture would be like some deep intellectual mindset post. And like he'll do like martial arts, he'll do like all this biohacking, and I was just really fascinated by him, his story, uh, what what brought him into this space. He's been keto now for almost a year, and it's just it's just cool. It's just cool what he's doing. It's cool how he's not necessarily, you know, his thing quote unquote is not keto, but he's been able to leverage that for all of the things that he does in life, and everything's benefited. So really enjoyed talking with him. I hope you will as well. And sit back, relax, and learn something. And we're live. PJ, how are you, man? I'm very well. How are you? I am wonderfully well. Wonderfully well. I wanna I wanna dive deep here, man, because I honestly don't know a thing about wrestling. And you know, I I, I found you on Instagram, I think's where we were communicating first, and I just spent like two minutes on your Instagram page and I'm like, man, this guy's got all kinds of things he's doing. Uh one of which <laughs> being wrestling. So kind of flesh that out. Give me some backstory and kind of what got you into all these different things. Okay, uh, so wrestling, my, my dad was a sports promoter back home in South Africa. That's where I'm from. And, you know, I fell in love with wrestling as a kid, and I started working in the industry actually at the age of like 15, 16. Um, so I started pretty young, and I, I just I just love it. And uh, I, I ended up, when I was 18, my, my, my dad passed away. So I moved to Europe. I went to school, got my degree, and lived there for like five years, went back to South Africa, and then just I was like, okay, let me try this wrestling thing. I'm going to put all my energy I have into this and see if I can make it big. And three years later, I got signed by the WWE and they moved me to the U.S. And the rest is history. And that, and that was 10 years ago, yep. <laughs> That's cool, man. I, what, um, like wrestling was really big when I was growing up. Like it was super popular in the 90s. Um, but I feel like it's starting to kind of make a, a comeback even now, uh, you know, going into 2020. I feel like it's 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 like kind of was in a lull there for a while. Maybe I'm totally wrong. I'm not really no, in that No, you're totally space. right. It, it was for a long time, and then right now it's at an all-time high. And I think it's because of, you know, like these, uh, the Marvel and the DC movies, people like these over-the-top characters. Because I think when it was like in a low point, they were trying like the reality era. It was called the reality. There's like every few years, the reality, the era changes, right? There was the attitude era, and there was like the reality era. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're in the comic book era now, where people appreciate these over-the-top characters, and people know the sport, they, or the, the industry, or, you know, people know it's entertainment. So, you know, people just want to be entertained. And I feel like more the more people realize how, we do what we do the more they appreciate it actually and uh you know especially with guys like john cena and the rock and like dave batista all these guys breaking into hollywood too people really appreciate what we do a lot more yeah it's at an all-time high right now man i i cannot stop i've wrestled in 64 different countries already wow um and in fact 48 states so it's it's taken me all over the world so i'm, I'm very blessed so for somebody that's listening that doesn't really know that much about the sport like there's there's a, lot, there's a lot that probably is not known about the sport. I don't know much about the sport because it's it's entertainment, but it's not like real combats per se, but you have to be in like amazing shape to be able to do the stuff you're doing. Right. And and that's that's the thing. Like it's not really a sport, but it's not really theater either. It's not really entertainment. It's a, it's a mixture of all of that, you know? Like we we kind of 
we're stuntmen that do live stunts live on tv you know we have one take you know i've done a lot of stunts in movies and stuff and it's so easy because you get hundreds and hundreds of takes but on live tv or in front of a crowd you have literally one take to, to do this stunt um my dad used to call it a stuntman's ballet oh i like that is there like <laughs> actual rivalries between other wrestlers or is it all pretty pretty close-knit everybody gets along with everybody uh, for the most part, people get along, um, but like anything, you know, that egos are high, testosterone is high in the back, so people compete for the same spot. And also because, you know, it's not it's not a sport where where we can kind of like um, depict who's who really is the best, you know, because it's 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 theater, it's a show, it's it's written by writers, you know, it's pre predetermined, but we still get hurt, we still have to do the stunts if that makes sense. So it, it kind of gets hard because e people's egos take over and they're like, I need to be in that spot. I need to be in that spot. So, uh, and the, the promoters, especially Vince McMahon, he, he notices that and he, he will, you know, put those people who have problems with each other, he will put them on TV against each other, you know, cause better ratings if people really beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the, the storyline's already written long before the actual match. Like, so you going, you know, going into it, who's supposed to be like the victor at the end, right? Right, yeah. It's, it's, it's all predetermined, pre-written. Man, it's got to be, like if there's like a, a rivalry going and you're, you're going in knowing that it's been pre-scripted that you can't win, that would that would drive me crazy. I know, I know. But it's 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 like movies, you know? Like you, you play the bad guy in the movie, you kind of just follow the director and follow the script. So Yeah, it's true. That's, it, it does get tough sometimes for some people, but that's where you get your ego in, in check, you know? And, that, and that's also where you can separate um a, a, an athlete or a, a performer from you know like a businessman or entrepreneur or you know like just a good person you know like some people are really hard to deal with i'm pretty sure in your line of work you dealt with some really stubborn people and mm -hmm. you know that's in every single business but at the end of the day it's how you react to these things i love it i love it so what, what what's like a typical day of like training and eating and like how do you uh like make this part of your lifestyle um, so recently, since I've been on keto, I, I can eat less. That's what I find. I can eat less meals. I get sometimes I'll just eat one or two meals, sometimes three, but I, I still try to get my full 5,000 calories in a day. And obviously with the higher fats, it's, it's easier for me, especially when I travel all the time. And, uh, with, with your keto breaks, man, that's made my life so, so much easier, by the way. Um, it's just, it, it, it depends. It, it varies every week like i was in germany two weeks ago uh, a month ago i was in australia uh, i was in south africa before that I, I travel a lot so i try to just get my workouts in wherever i can i recently also switched to calisthenics so i can do workouts in my hotel you know like i do l sits and i, I do 100 push-ups a day pull-ups a day um, a lot of core stuff a lot of handstands which i just recently taught myself how to do in handstand push-ups and stuff like that uh, so when I cannot get to a gym, I'll just do all these things in my hotel room. Um, also took up yoga a while ago, and I'll do some stretches every day. Um, but uh, yeah, as far as eating, I, I mean, I try. Luckily now, it's it's hard. It's easier lately to to eat clean when you do travel. Like a lot of the airlines kind of have set meals now, and you know, like a lot of the hotels I stay in, I always stay in the Marriott, and they they're very accommodating to my nutritional needs but i mean as much as i can i try to carry my food with me but you know it's not always possible yeah man especially like if you were like before you were keto i assume you're probably eating like much more frequently with much, a lot more volume so i mean carrying you know seven eight ten tupperwares every day is <laughs> gets old pretty quick 
dude totally like the, those, the eating every two hours you know like the, <laughs> the meathead diet i call it, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, it it's tough when you travel right you know and obviously it, it works to a certain extent and you know everyone is different you got to find what works for you like a lot of my friends didn't enjoy the keto diet because of, of how it's laid out but uh at the end of the day i just whatever works for you you know you gotta you gotta stick to that and right now keto is working for me i'm, I'm actually transitioning into the um uh, the hybrid diet. Have you ever heard of that? No, I haven't heard of that one. So it's like, it's two weeks keto and then two weeks slow carbs. So low GL, not low GI, but low GL carbs. So you go two weeks, two weeks, but I've been messing around with that and I've been getting some really good results, you know, because especially around the holidays now, I kind of fell off the wagon for the first time. I was, I was good Thanksgiving, but then came Christmas. I wasn't. <laughs> so like um, slow carb, you're talking about like Tim Ferriss's version of slow carb? Yes, yes. Gotcha, gotcha. So it's, it's supposed to be two weeks, two weeks, but I, and, and it makes sense if you read the science behind it, how, how your body will evolve doing that. But, uh, it's still hard for me. So I'll do like, I'll do mostly keto. It'll be like three weeks and then one week, or I'll do like two weeks and then, you know, two days and I'll go, I'll, I'll just, depending on how much I'm traveling the week or the month, I'll kind of just change it up and it's been working for me. Great. Do you notice a lot of like inflammation when you're traveling? I mean, you're traveling all the time, so I guess your body's kind of like your your baseline probably is somewhat inflammatory just from constantly being out of a routine. But what are you doing to like minimize that? Uh, so I I kind of became like a, a pro biohacker <laughs> about a year ago. So I do cryo every day. So whenever I land, as soon as I land at home, I'll get into the cryo chamber. I'll take one of the cold plunges or I'll do the red light therapy and I do a lot of IV drips and I, you know, I do a lot of things to take care of my body. And, but inflammation wise, the best thing that works for me is just turmeric, man. I stopped taking all these other joint supplements I was taking, like the glucosamine and MSM and conadrin and all that stuff. And I just replaced it with, with, uh, I buy turmeric in bulk. I buy like a kilogram of turmeric, organic turmeric. And that seems to be helping for me. Just the powder. I just mix it with water or something. Yep, mix the powder, put it in my smoothies, or I'll just put it, you know, on my chicken or whatever. And as long as I get it in, huh? I like that. I haven't used too much turmeric myself, but I have a little bit more routine than you. I feel like if I was traveling as much as you were, I would be looking for every way possible to mitigate any inflammation. And also, I've been recently just trying to eat as much whole, real foods as possible. You know, I just cut out all the supplements. You know, I, um, I found like whey protein and BCAAs were just just making me bloated and fat and like i as soon as i stopped that my body changed and i was like all right cool the the supplement companies have been lying to us for years (laughs) yeah totally so i just switched i just trying to eat as much real whole foods and as much organic as possible um which is tough sometimes on the road so that's why i I take my little keto snacks with me i gotta imagine uh, that you were i mean like since you're constantly on tv constantly performing for people like when you're eating several meals a day, eating a bunch of carbs or eating a bunch of heavily processed foods and supplements, I mean, you're just always bloated. That's just not a good look. Exactly, exactly, man. Even now, like I'm pretty lean. And if I get too lean, I get injured quickly, I've noticed. So I, I try not to be too lean. But, uh, you know, obviously summer comes around, it's pool season, so I get super lean. And uh, this year I got so lean, I got injured because I was obviously dehydrated and I wasn't getting enough electrolytes in I probably i tore my my lat and my bicep in the same month mm. it was unreal painful and I, I i was trying to figure out at first i was like no it's a keto diet but you know it could be a, a multiple things i was you know i was definitely not getting electrolytes in that day enough 
Um, and I got stem cells done. And within nine days, I was back in the gym. Wow. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. What a time that we live in, man. There's, there's so many great, so much great technology out there right now. I've heard nothing but good things about the stem cells. Like Rogan talks about it quite a bit on his podcast. Ben Greenfield talks about it. Like any acute injury, just injecting stem cells in that region and you're recovering exponentially faster. Yep. I had, uh, I, I, I shot it straight into the bicep, the torn bicep, which I, you know, I didn't get the surgery, which I sh probably should have, but there's like a little hole in my bicep now, but it, you know, I can use it still. It's just going to take a while to fill up that little hole, I guess. I got a shot in my lat and then I also had little implants put in under my, under my abs. And then I also had an IV drip. I put a hundred million uh, cells into the IV drip. And that was a game changer for me. I think I'm going to do that annually, I think, because it, it just, it cleared up little aches and pains I had around my body, you know, like my neck and my ankle and like things that have been bothering me for years. It just, it just fixed it. I feel like before we started recording, you said you were in L LA. I feel like that's like the, the primo spot. If you're wanting to do some of this, you know, quote unquote biohacking, like next level, because I feel like at least in Arkansas, where I'm at, I don't, I don't ever see any clinics that would make that available. No, I, I mean, the first biohacking spot just opened in LA. And uh, if you look on my Instagram, I posted something yesterday. Um, it was one of the first ones and the guy says he's been working on it for five years and now they're popping up everywhere in LA and New York and a few in Miami too. So I feel like it's, it's a pretty new thing, but uh, all the major cities will, will, will have them pretty soon. I think. Yeah. yeah, it's fantastic, man. What about sleep? What do you do for sleep? Sleep. I mean, I just try and sleep. I, I go to bed early. Like this morning I was up at like 6am. I go to bed usually early. Um, I have blue blockers, so mm -hmm. to block out the blue light at night. Um, but other than that, some sometimes a little bit of cannabis works if I'm on the road. <laughs> Do you have like any issues, like if you're, um, you know, traveling across over the seas or whatnot? Uh, you get a ton of jet lag. You, I've heard some people they'll take like a, a large bolus of melatonin just simply to mitigate any of the jet lag effects. But you don't obviously want to be taking melatonin chronically. Right. I, yeah, I stopped taking melatonin years ago. There's other ways you can make your body produce melatonin. You can just by blue blockers, by blocking, blocking out the blue light for two hours before you want to go to sleep or wearing the blue blockers. If I have like an overnight flight or red-eye flight or an international flight, so I just wear my blue blockers. Or sometimes when the gyms have these fluorescent lights, I'll wear my blue blockers and then, you know, you won't, you won't have problems sleeping. You won't have problems with jet lag or like feeling lethargic the next day. Um, what, now with all these biohacking centers popping up, there's a bunch of UV, uh, not UV, I, the IV centers popping up too. And I, I regularly get the, they actually have a jet lag IV that you just inject straight into your veins and it's, it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> Is it just like a high dose of electrolytes? It's all kinds of stuff. You can put in whatever you want. These places have actual menus. There's a jet lag one. There's an anti-aging one. So I usually just mix a bunch of stuff in there. You know, they can put amino acids in there. They can put glutathione. I don't know if you have experience with glutathione, but that stuff, if you feel ill, sick, if you feel a cold coming on, you inject that stuff within an hour, you'll be fine. If you feel jet lag, you put that in your body, that's, it's, it's game over. You feel back to normal straight away. That's crazy, man. I mean, you think about it, like the intravenous, I mean, that's that's definitely the the quickest and most efficient way to get the job done. Yep, that's why I'm so fascinated by all these IV places popping up everywhere. You know, and like uh, we travel to Miami a lot and they actually have mobile because people party there all the time, right? Like like, the hangover cure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they have mobile stuff. They just come to your house. The nurse puts you on the drip and she's like, see ya, see you next time. And they have an app for that. You, it's uh, Yeah, what a time that we live in. 
That is wild, man. I had no idea that it was happening. But like I said, I'm in Arkansas. <laughs> like this, that's all <laughs> next generation stuff here. That's crazy, man. What about uh, mindset? I want to dive into that because, like I said, I jumped on your Instagram when I first, you know, saw you pop up on Insta, and like you, you, you very, very much about mindset, stoicism, like how you approach the thinking for the day. You made a really awesome post about um, the end of 2020. Everybody's putting out their New Year's resolutions and what they're going to do, what they're going to do, and you're talking about how you just want to enjoy this last sunset and be in the moment. And that made me stop and think for a minute. I'm like, man, I like that. <laughs> uh, that's so funny you say that. Yeah, a few people commented on that. Um, yeah, so about two, three years ago, I was in a base jumping accident. I broke both my legs twice. Um, I was in a wheelchair for like, wow, seven, eight months probably. I was non-weight bearing for 10 months. I had to relearn how to walk. This was how long ago? This was like probably three, two, three years ago, three years ago probably. Man. That I, three years that I started walking again. Um, and the doctors told me I'll never wrestle again. And right there, I was like, okay, first of all, I'm going to prove everyone wrong. Then that year, I lost a lot of friends to opiates. And while I was in the hospital, they gave me a handful of opiates. And I was like, I'm going to die if I take these. Or I'm going to get hooked on them or something. So I started, you know, I had a lot of time. I was lying in hospital. So I started reading books, which I never, never used to do. Now I'm on a book a week. I don't own a television, so I just read. Um, I started reading about holistic and alternative medicine and you know holistic healing and stuff like that and that's kind of what put me on this path and and you know like the, the thing that helped me the most i've tried everything you know i've done the hyperbaric chambers the cryo chambers which i still do today the stem cells like the red light therapy pretty much any any biohacking thing you can imagine i've tried it but the best thing that i've ever done was learn how to meditate it's it's fantastic i know it sounds weird you just sit there and you can legit heal your body and there's a lot of doctors out there now with scientific proof that meditation can can pretty much do anything it can heal any disease it can it's fantastic if you're interested in stuff like that look up dr joe dispenza if you read any of his books it'll change your life and he has machines now that what are the brain machines is it e, ekg ecg machines or yeah, whatever it's yeah. called um which you can prove now when you meditate for certain amounts of time or like use different techniques of meditation or mantras or whatever it is that how it works like he's got He's got data, years and years and years of data. And he's proof himself because he broke his back multiple times or in multiple areas along his spine. And he legit, he, and as a doctor, he knew that he was supposed to get the surgery. And he was like, you know what? I think I can heal myself. And he legit healed himself with meditation. So I 100% and, think that mindset is like the best thing you can do for, you know, preventing any, like I know so many people that they think themselves sick, man. Like they're just like chronically thinking they're going to get ill and the next thing you know, they're, they're sick and it's not good. Yep. Whereas me, like I never get sick. I think it's because I believe that I never get sick, but I don't Same, meditate exactly. near as much as I should. So let's dive into this for sure. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, and it's easy too. People think it's hard and you know, I, one of my best friends is a guru. Uh, his, his name is guru. His name's guru Kali. His mom named him guru because she knew that he was going to be a leader one day and now he's goes around the world teaching people how to meditate and do breathing stuff breathing also is very powerful man it's before i learned how to meditate i had to do a breathing course and um, same thing if you look at my instagram that post i posted from the biohacking place before i got to do any of the stuff i had to do 15 minutes of Wim off breathing breathing is very 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 powerful to put you in that mindset i've been playing a little bit with wim hof breathing basically like i watched a youtube video and, and correct me if i'm wrong here but the main concept of it is just totally and completely oxygenating your cells as as most as, as best you can. So taking very deep breaths uh, pretty quickly, 
you know, with each breath getting deeper and deeper and deeper and then holding that breath uh, for as long as you can and then repeating that process. And each time you do that, because you're further oxygenating the cells, you can be able to hold your breath longer and longer, basically. Yep, pretty much. And it goes much deeper than that, too. You know, like when you're in the gym, if, you if you're trying hypertrophy, if you're trying to, like, you know, like lose body fat, you kind of, like, change up your sets and reps and stuff like that. Breathing works the same way. There's different breathing techniques for different things. Um, you know, like I, I have a breathing technique. It's a, it's, it's called UJ breathing, and you can do ten of these breaths, and you can fall asleep immediately if you, if you're having troubles to fall asleep. Uh, there's so many different techniques for so many different things. I'm, I actually want to do a course so I can learn more of that because it's been such, it's had such a, a positive effect on my life. Well, breathing. I mean, just from a training aspect, like a lot of people, you know, hold their breath when they're working out, which is like the worst thing you could do. Uh, mm -hmm. You want to kind of be strategic in when you hold your breath and brace yourself at the you know height of a heavy set, for instance. But you don't want to hold your breath, you know, throughout every rep. Um, but like I've been really being conscious of my breath work after watching that Wim Hof tutorial, and now I'll basically prior to going into a heavy set, I'll just hyperoxygenate, uh, you know, with like five really really deep breaths uh, before I start performing the set and in doing that i never really get lightheaded anymore i used to get lightheaded every once in a while on my heaviest sets i never get lightheaded really and i just feel much more powerful throughout the the reps yes and and, and it's very easy to do because everyone can breathe like you don't even have to learn these methods you know like I'll, I'll teach you a basic one just breathe in through your nose four seconds hold it for four seconds and then breathe out through your nose for four seconds and you do that three or four times and the, the effects of that it, it's it's phenomenal and you, you can do that before you work out do that after you work out do that when you sit in the sauna do that when you when you sit on the plane you can do that anytime and just the the feeling you get from that i mean you'll know you'll just know that it works like you'll get this tingle tingling feeling up your spine <laughs> and it, it just it, it works somehow i don't know i guess it's all to do with vibrations too right because then it goes a little bit deeper because there's mantras and there's the sounds there's the, the om sound mm -hmm. i guess that vibration is the same vibration as the earth which is like i don't know what 7.83 or something like that um, and it makes sense. Like I don't, I'm not a scientist, so I don't know all the science behind it. But if you if you're interested in stuff like that, just just Google frequencies and, and with breathing, and it's, it's there's so many things that'll come up on on Google and and YouTube. So when you're meditating, like do you ever use one of the like meditation apps, or is that something that you you just skip those? I, I'll do sometimes. You know, like sometimes if I want to learn a new technique, it's like it's like uh, it's like getting a personal trainer in the gym. That'll kind of just help you, guide you through it, or teach you something new. Or like, if you're too lazy to just sit there, it's much easier to just listen to someone else, you know. But I, I explain that to people too. Like meditation is like working out. You know, you first have to figure out what your goals are. Like in the gym, like is, is, is what are your goals? Like building muscle, fat loss, working on your VO2 max, whatever it is. Meditation is the same. You got to figure out what you want to get out of that. Uh, for some people, it's mantras, like you know, positive. Or, or like manifesting something or for most people it's it's stress relief or anxiety or, or stuff like that but, and there's so many different techniques and but once you figure out one or two techniques you can kind of like play, look just like the gym you can play around with it and make up your own programs but I, I will definitely use some apps here and there i mean there's there's so many good apps out there you know by so many good gurus like sad guru right now is, is probably one of my favorite guys what what is your primary uh motivation for meditation is it, is it anti-stress is there like another another goal um mainly it's healing he just healing mind 
and connecting the, 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 the mind with the body, you know, like, and I mean, you're a bodybuilder, so you know, like how many times have you heard the saying, connect the mind with a muscle? Mm-hmm. But like, have you ever thought about that? Like, you, like how, how do you actually do that? So when you sit and you meditate, like, just think about that next time. You don't even have to meditate. Just when you have 10 minutes today, just go sit somewhere with your legs crossed, uh, hands on, on your knees with palms facing up and just think. And then I promise you, like the universe will send you everything that you need. Are you, when you're meditating, like how long are you typically meditating for? Like 20 minutes? 20. I tried it for 20. Um, ideally, you want to do 20 minutes and then you want to move up to 20 minutes twice a day. But if, if um, once you get good at it, sometimes an hour will go by and then it'll feel like 10 seconds. I promise you. And, and when that happens, once you've hit that milestone, you will look forward to meditation every single day because you you will realize that you can you create your own reality and you can create whatever you want going forward only if you live in the present moment. So when you wake up from that, because we live in the three-dimensional space, right? Then when you meditate, you we try to connect to the the spirit world, if you will, like the the fourth dimension. It's like so when you once you like live in the fourth dimension for a little while and you come back, you're like, wow, I just want to go live there because it's it's much better than this reality. <laughs> so you'll look forward to that every single day to do and I pro- and sometimes an hour will go by, sometimes an hour and a half will go by and you'll be like, Oh wow, like I don't even I don't I don't even know how time, you know, just blew by me. It's it's fantastic. Supposedly the fourth dimension is time. The the fifth dimension is like the the quantum realm, if you if you want to get deep into that. <laughs> yeah, man, this whole other level here. My, my problem with meditating is that I, like, I have so many things going on, but we all have so many things going on. I'm just, like, such a newbie when it comes to meditating that I, I haven't mastered the art of being completely present in that moment and not yep. having to fixate on all the things that I have to do that day. And it's tough. It takes, it takes training. You know, I tell people this all the time. People go, oh, I tried it once. It didn't work. Oh, I tried it twice. It didn't work. It doesn't work like that. It's like it's like going to the gym. You don't go be- do one set of bench press and now all of a sudden you have pecs. You know, it doesn't work like that. It takes practice. It takes consistency over a long period of time. And for some people, they can do it within a week. Get the get to the theta brainwaves. And when you meditate, that's what you want to try and get into, right? When you're in theta brainwaves, that's when you right before you fall asleep, you're in theta. For the first seven years of your life as a kid, you're in theta because that's when you create, that's when you absorb, it's when you like download information from the universe, basically. After the age of seven, you change and you kind of like, you know, you, you kind of get brainwashed by the world. <laughs> and I think the age of 35 too, by the age of 35, your brain has already taught your body how to do certain things. So you, you're technically on autopilot. So by meditation, you bring the theta brainwaves back and you're connecting more to the to the quantum field where you can learn and download and you know evolve yourself if that makes any sense <laughs> have you ever played around with uh, like these binaural beats like i don't know what i think it's called binaural beats but i've got this yes. uh so like i yes, listen to course. these and different different frequencies are supposed to make you feel like energy or uh, relaxation or whatever so i'll plug those in and i'll try and meditate while listening to whatever frequency or beat most identifies with what i'm trying to accomplish Yes, and those are fantastic, by the way. There's some there's some really good ones out there, and you know you don't have to pay a lot of money. A lot of people try to sell you these, but you can just type that in into into YouTube. You can type in brain DNA repair or whatever it is, and it's there, and it, and it, it works fantastically. Um, coming back to the meditation thing, let me give you a little tip. Like people think it's hard, but like you know, like anything is hard. Like you know, you don't eat one salad and then all of a sudden 
you're healthy. It mm -hmm. takes time. So with a meditation, when you sit there, think of a snow globe. You know, like when you shake the snow globe and then you put it down. So those little flakes, those are your thoughts. It's impossible to clear your thoughts in the beginning. But the more you practice, the better you get at it. The more, you know, when the snow globe settles, you know, the, the snowflakes kind of slowly fall down to the bottom. And only when all those thoughts, they're still there. It's impossible to block out all the thoughts. Like that's what people think. That's the big biggest mistake people do. People think like, oh, it's impossible for me to block out all these thoughts. Don't block it out. These thoughts will come into your head, but just don't focus on them unless you're manifesting something or trying to manifest something. Then you obviously focus on that one thought. Um, but yeah, just you just sit there. I promise you. Like you don't have to do anything. It's not hard. You literally just sit there with your palms facing up and you breathe. And then until all those thoughts settle down. For some people, that might take an hour or two. Some people, that might take, you know, weeks of practice, 20 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day. Uh, for some people, some people can get there within the first day. And once that's happened, that's the theta, that's the theta brainwaves, that's the sweet spot. Once you, that's when all the snowflakes are settled on the ground. Once you hit that man, it's, it'll be, your life will be changed forever. I really like you putting it that way. I feel like, I'm not very good at meditation, quote unquote, but I feel like mindfulness is a, there's a lot of parallels there, and I feel like I am pretty pretty good at that because there's there's so many people they they wake up and they they subject themselves to the to the routine that that is their life that they've accepted as their life and they don't really know why they're doing it anymore. Whereas if you like just take a minute when you first wake up before you're distracted and think about why you're doing what you're doing in the first place. It makes you excited to do it. Hopefully, if not, then you probably need to change what you're doing. But like every day for me, like if I if I'm, you know, a little bit weary or tired or feel like I don't really want to just hit the day hard, if I actually just stop and think about why I'm doing it in the bigger picture, like I'm ready to go. Exactly, exactly. And a lot of people, it's hard because the first thing you do, you grab your phone, you look at your social media, catch up on emails or whatever it is. Try, just try for the first hour not to touch your phone. And it makes a huge, huge difference. And you don't even have to think about, you know, like the best thing you can do is think about all the things that you're grateful for. I, 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 do you know what binary code is? I do not. So binary code is the ones and zeros that every single electronic is written by every computer program is written in binary code. So the binary code of the universe is love and gratitude. So the first thing in the morning, what you do is that's all you think. You think, you think, what, what are you grateful for? You, and I think the saying goes, I forget what the gurus say, but it's breathe in gratitude, breathe out love. So try that breathing technique. You just do that 10 times in the morning before you touch your phone and you will have the best day of your life. And if you look at the other side of the coin, the same thing, you do the same thing before you go to bed. Don't play with your phone because obviously that the light goes into your retina. And it, when, when your, your brain sees, uh, when the blue light isn't blocked out, I think it takes 10 hours for your brain to actually produce melatonin or something like that. I think that's why people can't fall asleep when they play with their phones before bed <laughs> or mm. watch TV or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, but same thing happened before you go to bed. Just think of what you're grateful for. And, and people, um, I've been messing around with like lucid dreaming and astral projection. Same thing. You can just, you just lie there and you just think about it. You just think where you want to go. Think of who or what you want to dream about, what you want to achieve out of life right before you go to bed. And I promise you, your dreams will take you there. The universe works in mysterious ways. I don't even know how this stuff works, but it does. You ever play around with like CBD oil or any of this stuff? All the time. That's so, remember I told you in the hospital, I was looking into alternative medicine. That was one of the first things that uh, I started messing around with. And um, 
the, the topicals and the creams. But for me personally, I find that the CBD only works when there's a tiny bit of THC in it. Kind of like the full but spectrum? Ev- right. But everyone's different. Like, you know, I've heard people get fantastic results on like 10 milligrams of CBD and other people need to take a thousand milligrams of CBD. You just got to find the product that works for you and the, you know, the, the method, the system that works for you. I've never been able to tell the difference with CBD, but I think, I mean, most products are probably way underdosed, I would imagine. Yeah. And it depends what state to like California has this weird law now and it changes all the time. It just changed recently where say a product, if it has like what, 10 milligrams in, it's allowed to be 10% under, but not allowed to be 10% over where a year ago it, you were allowed 50 milligrams over, but nothing under. And, it, and it's so hard to keep up with these laws, man. Yeah, and they're changing. I mean, in Arkansas, kind of going back to how behind the times we are, they're they're starting to try to legalize everything here now. Uh, I mean, CBD is obviously legalized, but you know, going in with a THC here, um, I don't know how I feel about it all, man. Because I feel like people that have their shit together can definitely benefit from it, but I feel like people that don't have their shit together are the ones that are using it most often. Right, right, and and that's true with anything in life if you think about it. Totally, like people that have their shit together, they can you know they can go out and have a couple of drinks and be fine. But then you get people who get blithering and drunk you know and then i think it's like that with anything i do like that like the the plant medicines are making mainstream media you know like the u.s just opened the first thc and psilocybin the magic mushroom centers to try and study it because now that it's legal we can actually study it and see how it works i do believe in my heart that there's a plant for every single thing on this planet we just we haven't discovered most of it the psilocybin's legal in in Colorado, uh, Denver just changed the laws on that, so all the other states will follow. Just same as with the, the cannabis, you know. I think it was Colorado first, and it was California, um, so it's it's slowly coming. But now that it's it, they can, act, I think the first center opened in New York. It's not legal there, but it's legal to um, to study it. Like uh, in the was it the eighties or the seventies, early eighties, they closed down all the centers, like the research centers. Well, there's like just so many reports of people that had suffered from like PTSD, um, you know, just all kinds of eating disorders even that have played around with some of these nootropics, uh, not nootropics, but like, um, you know, psychedelics. And that that would almost basically cure any issues they'd had, which is crazy to think about. But that, I mean, to me, that makes a lot more sense than a bunch of manufactured, you know, something that's born in a lab that you don't really know what the effects are going to be. Right, exactly. And, and and some of the studies, if you just type in psilocybin studies on, on Google, there's some fantastic studies out now, man. Like people getting cured, like PTSD, like anxiety, depression, like all these things, even even like Alzheimer's and like all these brain diseases. Because what happens when you, when you take small, like, have you ever heard of microdosing? Mm-hmm. So when you microdose psilocybin, you're obviously you don't feel any effects, you don't get high or anything like that. But it, it wires, I think it it, it fires like one trillion different neurons in your brain, like new brain cells. So, so technically your brain is evolving every time you, you take a substance like that. So with someone that's had like a, you know, crazy injury or, or something, you know, outside the norm that would warrant that, that would make a lot more sense. But if someone is, uh, they haven't suffered from anything in particular like that, they're, they're just trying to, I don't know, get like for all these young punk kids that are just out there being mischievous and don't really know who they are, where they're going or what they want in life. You know, a lot of them are hearing all these positive benefits from these psychedelics and these, um, you know, cannabis and whatnot. But I, I fear that they'll turn to that before 
they turn towards you know themselves internally and kind of figure out this stuff internally and i feel like for me personally like life should be hard like life should be a challenge like you need to be able to work through that stuff before you turn to any kind of supplemental or exterior substance um but i don't know how you would draw that line because it's so subjective it's so uh personalized individualized like i don't know how you would warrant whether or not you should uh start dabbling or not but like for me like i like the fact that i've been able to do all this and kind of figure out my foundation in life without anything but at the same time that there's people that have had a massive benefit from incorporating it so it's just hard to know kind of where you sit on things no you're absolutely right and i think that's that's society's fault you know because if you're sick here take this drug uh you want to build muscle here take this supplement like that's the society we live in there's always something you can take you know they don't teach us how to go inside yourself they don't teach you to to try to figure out what's wrong with you. You have to go to a doctor and the doctor's like, no, you have to take this drug. This is going to make you better. It's been proven multiple times that people can literally just heal themselves with, you know, doing it, whatever, however, like people do different, they have different reasons, like diff- or different methods, you know, meditation, like going to the gym is a form of meditation. Totally. And I, I, I blame society for that, you know, because there's, there's always a drug or something you can take for something. And that, that, that annoys the shit out of me. But, I, it, you know, we're not going to see a change in our lifetime. There's a shift happening right now, but it's going to take a while. Um, a lot of the young kids that I speak to, a lot of the youth are very, like, way more open-minded than we ever were, which is in certain states, in certain areas of the world, too, <laughs> which is fantastic. But, yeah, we're still a long way off of where we need to be as a human race. Yeah, I d- totally agree, man. What, what have you noticed, like, in South Africa? Is it pretty different in that regard there, or...? Are they pretty much aligned? Um, so South Africa is kind of still considered a third world, but like the big cities, obviously, first world. Um, the cannabis laws just changed a year ago, so people are open-minded to stuff like that. Um, and, and and even if you get caught with stuff like that, it's not as strict as in the U.S. where, you know, you'll go to jail or whatever it is or get fined or whatever it is. People are just, it's kind of like just a slap on the wrist, but but uh yeah people are definitely more open to it and you can see too there's so many different countries that just legalized cannabis in the last two three years you know like i think it was like israel or iraq or like one of those places which some one of the most conservative countries ever which just shows you that that people are waking up and and people are you know experimenting with other things you ever played around with uh, like kratom Yes, I was I I was a avid creative user for a while. I, I used so much, in fact, that uh, I think it messed up my receptors because now I can take I can take like five six scoops and it doesn't do anything to me. Wow, I had, I had Chris on the podcast, Chris Bell, and he made the documentary Leaf of Faith because he had you know he had struggled with opioids and then he turned to kratom and a lot of people use kratom in place of opioids and it's just basically like a tea from what I've gathered. It's just like a, a tea leaf. Yeah, it's actually made from the same plant that they make matcha from. That's why they try to ban it. And they were like, well, if you ban that, then you have to ban matcha tea and green tea and all this stuff because it comes from the, from the same family, it's the same plant. That's crazy. But it's fantastic stuff. I think, I think for me too, um, because it's not regulated yet. So, you know, you got to go to like these underground smoke shops to buy it or online you have to order it. So like if it's not regulated, you, you I mean, like, I guess like some of the supplement industry, right? You don't really know what's in it or what they mix it with or where it comes from, what the source is. So I, I, I bet if I try different brands or different cleaner brands or one day when they do regulate it, there'll be better better stuff out of it. I mean, the monks have been using it for centuries. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's kind of crazy, man. You mentioned supplements. Like, all of this, you know, <laughs> lack of a regulation in the supplement industry. I mean, there's just so much stuff in these in these bottles, pill canisters, and, and tubs that people are just scooping up and taking. And, I mean, this, it's just bad, man. Like, there's just so much noise out there. And people don't even, like, they'll, they'll scoff at taking, like, a, a tea leaf. But then they'll go out and they'll take all this crazy jacked up pre-workout that's probably got some kind of, um, you know, strain of methamphetamines in it, you know? Right, and I, I blame society for that. Yeah, it's 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 a crazy world we live in, man. People people don't want to play the long game and they want to get the the quick ticket to any success, but that just doesn't exist. Right, that that that's exactly you hit it on nail on the head. Like people want shortcuts. Mm. Not good. It doesn't man. exist. You got to put in the you got to put in the time and the effort and the energy. I totally agree with you there. Well, what, what's what's on the horizon for you, man? You got so many things going on. What what's the future looking like for you? What's twenty twenty going to bring? Um, I just signed a, a new two year deal with Ring of Honor yesterday, so I'll be at Ring of Honor for the next two years. Um, there's a few things in the plan for the company which I'm not allowed to announce before they announce it online yet. But there's some big things happening. Uh, Ring of Honor is owned by Sinclair Broadcast Group. It's one of the biggest. Uh, groups out there i think they own like fox news and a bunch of stuff so um we recently sold out madison square garden so i guess like sinclair's like oh wow this could be a thing so we have a bigger budget this year and obviously we're not trying to compete with like the big big leagues but uh i think we're in a league on its own you know ring of honor's got like this cult following and it's i love it i, I mean i chose this company i had a lot of offers other places and i but i love the freedom that they give me and i love the schedule that i'm on you know because i have a lot of side hustles too and i like have other stuff going on and then they're very um you know they they're, they're very compatible to to my schedule <laughs> if that makes any sense but uh yeah that's what i'm just looking forward to just living a healthy lifestyle this year making you know making progress uh, mentally spiritually financially like everyone else um but just trying to be more present more just enjoying the things that i do have you know i look back on my life now and i'm like wow like I've done some really cool things. And at the time, I was just like, oh, wow, this is just another thing. I'm just trying to be more more present, more mindful, and more grateful for the things that, that I do have instead of looking to the things that I don't have. Totally agree, man. Do you ever, like, just find a good uh, escape, like get outside somewhere? I know L.A., you're kind of in a concrete jungle there, but are you able to, like, find some, some place to get out and get off the beaten path a little bit? Oh, dude, LA has some of the most amazing hiking trails in the world. Like, we have so many hiking trails here in the mountains. Uh, and there's some stuff in Hollywood that's like 10 minutes drive away. You can go hike up to the Hollywood sign. That's fantastic, bro. If you ever get to LA, that's one of the main tourist things is, is the hikes here. Um, I drive to the beach a lot. Um, recently, one of the biggest forms of biohacking is grounding, you know, mm -hmm. it's walking barefoot in nature or. Um, walking on the sand so I try at least once a week to go walk on the sand my dog loves the beach so we, we'll go to the dog beach or go to the park or walk around and you know there's so many good parks and walk there's like 10 uh, parks in, in walking distance from where I live in downtown it's you know sometimes I'll just go sit there under a tree and read a book or something <laughs> I think being outside is probably like the single greatest thing I've ever done just for regaining my center and coming back with more creativity and more energy that i ever had going out because i feel like just simply getting outside and getting out of the cell service getting like not looking at your phone because it doesn't have any service that's i mean that's so huge man it is it is people take that for granted and people don't realize it. and uh, you know there's not a lot of there's some science up 
about it but for the most part people are like oh that doesn't do anything but you know just get out in nature for like 10 20 minutes it makes a huge difference what kind of what kind of books are you reading now like i'm trying to get back and reading is it mostly mindset style books uh, a lot of mindset stuff a lot of um uh, evolving the brain stuff a lot of quantum physics uh right now i'm 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 diving deep into ancient civilizations. I grew up, I grew up very religious, but I, I realized that the Bible is only 2000 years old. So I'm, I'm trying to look back and, you know, they found skulls that's 700,000 years old. So I'm like, I'm trying to figure out where we come from. Like, what did we do on this planet 700,000 years ago? You know, like our history books only account for like, what, how far does it go back? A couple of thousand. Yeah, not 700,000. Right. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so what I'm reading right now is in, it's called Ancient Civilizations. It's like a, a 600 page book. It's probably going to be the biggest book that I've ever read, but I can't put it down. It's fantastic. Do you listen to audio books? Uh, I'll do an audiobook every once in a while when I'm traveling and my eyes are tired, but I, I like I like reading um, anything by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Check that out. I mean, Becoming Superhuman, that book will change your life. Um, evolving Your Brain by Dr. Joe Dispenza. That'll make you think in a way different way that you've ever thought before. Um, Joe, this, how do you yeah. spell that? Let me, let me, I'm going to write that down so I don't forget it. Yeah, Joe Dispenza. Joe Dispenza, D-I-S-P-E-N-Z-A. Z-A. Joe Dispenza. Z, Z, Z for zebra. I don't know. Do you guys say zebra or zebra? <laughs> zebra here for sure. <laughs> in Africa, Zebra. <laughs> I, I've been meaning to get to Africa. I got uh, I got some buddies in Africa. I want to go on like a, I don't know, some kind of hunt or something in Africa. I feel like that'd be awesome. Oh yeah, dude, that's one of my favorite things is, is just eating game meat. Like I love meat. Like I'm, uh, I want some of my favorite restaurants are vegan places, but I, I don't think I'll ever be vegan. Yeah, uh, I I believe that that meat can be healthy, and I believe that veggies cannot be healthy. You know, like it, I believe that you should eat balanced and just as long as your food is from a good source and to me the best meat is wild meat like in south africa we can but you can buy ostrich anywhere like kudu is some of my favorite meat and, and it's even more satisfying if you do you know kill the animal yourself totally and sorry if there's any vegetarians out there or people that that fight animal cruelty but these things are regulated you know and it's done in a proper way it's not it's not like we're, we're animals trying to kill these animals yeah i mean I, i'm a big hunter i talk about that a lot on my podcast my platform i feel like you know, that's the best thing you can honestly do to manage wildlife uh, population and make sure that the herd is healthy. Uh, so I don't right. think there's anything wrong with hunting as long as it's done, you know, in a humane, regulated manner. Exactly, exactly. And, and, and just consciously. Yeah, totally. Well, sweet man, listen, I know you're a busy guy, but I really enjoyed sitting here and talking with you. I've learned several things about mindset. I definitely want to keep in touch and follow you along because, like I said, man, you, you're an interesting guy. you got all kinds of things in all different spectrums. So... I'm excited to see what 2020 brings for you, man. Yeah, dude. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, thank you for, for, for Keto Break, man. It's, it's, it's been a big game changer in me. Um, you have my details. Actually, send me your number on, on Instagram and we'll keep in contact. For sure, man. I will definitely keep you stocked up on Bricks. What, what's uh, what's your social platforms in case people want to follow you? Um, Instagram is PJ450. Um, but all my other links to everything else, like the YouTube channel and all that stuff is on my website. And you can buy some cool merch on there. It's pjblack.com. Awesome, man. Well, PJ, it's been a pleasure, and I'll talk to you soon, brother. Likewise. Have a wonderful day. Take care, man.